Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of DST, Diet Starts Tomorrow. Um, I wasn't going to do another review of DST, but they just did a topic on Ozempic, which is that weight loss drug I've been dying to talk about. And I looked at all these other podcasts trying to find this topic that was that was brought up because I, I know some other podcasts did talk about it, but I just couldn't find any. And lo and behold, DST just did this topic. So it's a super fascinating conversation. So I will get into that in just a minute. First, a little personal health update. So last week, last week I talked about my sugar addiction and I had gone into the weekend kind of saying that I hoped I just didn't make myself sick. Like I wasn't sure what I was going to do last weekend. I knew I was going to indulge myself, but I like didn't want to get the same addictive ice cream and jimmies that I'd gotten the weekend before. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to get the ice cream and jimmies, but And I knew I didn't want to like actually make myself sick, but I also knew I wasn't going to be, you know, trying to, you know, not indulge myself. So, so I kind of broke my promise to myself. I definitely, again, overate last weekend. And instead of getting the ice cream, I ended up going to Sprouts and I got this iced marble cake that I'm obsessed with. And uh, a bunch of those brown, uh, brown rice crispy treats that are addictive. And, and then, so (laughs) I've been striking out with pumpkin stuff. If anybody follows me on Instagram, everything I've been buying for pumpkin spice stuff is not tasting good. And I thought that I was, I thought my listener (laughs) that had wrote in that all of it tastes synthetic and gross, that she'd kind of gotten into my psyche. I'm like, am I doomed? Am I, is pumpkin spice like out of my taste buds forever? And I actually had gotten this delicious, oh my God, I'm going to post a picture of it soon on Instagram. Follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, But this pumpkin, uh, it it was from Sprouts. It was pumpkin coffee cake cheesecake bites. Oh, MG. They, it was was almost like this moist um, pumpkin cake with a little bit of an aspect of cheesecake in it with a crumble topping in these little delectable bites. Ugh. And Sprouts makes these. Sometimes they make them in raspberry. Sometimes they make them. I, I, lo- I love the raspberry. And when I saw pumpkin, I'm like, oh my God, you had to do this to me, Sprouts, didn't you? And they did not disappoint. They were incredible. They brought back my love for pumpkin. And they tasted, you know, they tasted, they didn't have that kind of overly sweet kind of fake pumpkin taste. I think they were made with real pumpkin puree in the, in the batter and mm, so good. But anyway, so, but I did just, so what I've realized, and, and again, one, another listener that I love wrote in and she had, she'd kind of commented on, on the topic of sugar addiction and just, you know, kind of sharing that she also feels kind of like she has a little bit of a sugar addiction. And, you know, she's someone like me who, you know, just has to kind of constantly be vigilant because we love our indulgent foods and we just, you know, we want to maintain uh, our, our weight and not, you know, go out of control and, and, and start gaining weight. And so 
Um, she had written to me that she was thinking about doing the whole foods diet. And I was like, well, that's way too strict for me. I don't think I could do something that strict for that long. But I did get to the point this past weekend where I was like, okay, I've had enough. I'm, I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the habits I'm falling back into. I was just, what I realized is I'm falling back into these bad habits from last year, from like the pandemic and from the holiday season. And I just didn't want to, I don't want to go into the holiday season where I do, of course, want to like let myself indulge a little bit. I didn't want to go into the holiday season at my highest weight. So on Sunday, I'm like, okay, this week I'm going to get back to a consistent whole foods diet. And even over the weekend, like I'm not going to treat myself over this weekend. I'm going to try to stay really focused and just eat whole foods. And so when I went grocery shopping this past week, I bought a lot of fruit because I'm, I'm not like cutting myself off from sugar. I'm just cutting myself off from processed sugar and, you know, like cakes and brownies and, you know, all these things that I love. And I don't, I would never want to cut out on my life forever, but I just, I've fallen back into this, like, like not quite probably binging. It might be a little extreme, but like very much overeating to the point where I get myself sick and that just doesn't feel good. So intuitively, I feel like I just need a break from processed foods. And, you know, my friend Michelle, who is kind of in the health and wellness industry, she she does these like months off from drinking. And she's like, you know, she's like, when I when I do it, she's like, when I go back to drinking, I just find that I'm I'm drinking less. And, you know, and, and she does like these gut resets and, you know, she does some, some like, you know, trying to kind of trendy things. I, and I don't do a lot of that stuff. Like I have taken a sober month off and all that stuff, but I, I kind of want to, I hope that what I'm doing now with this, you know, kind of a little bit more regimented, just whole foods, not letting myself have like the indulgent desserts that just when I go back to having that stuff, cause I definitely want to, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and be like, oh my God, I need like five things because I'm going to run out and I need it to last the weekend. Like I, I just want to kind of cut back and eat in a more, I don't know, I, it's it's not like a normal way, but just in a less like, it's, it's you know, when I'm eating like that, it's it doesn't taste even, I mean, I'm just shoving it into my face, like unconsciously, you know, and, and that doesn't feel good either. So there's that balance between enjoying your food and and so so I bought these beautiful grapes that are they're organic grapes and they looked so good they're Trader Joe's and they are they're delicious they're crisp they're crunchy they're they're fresh they're filled with water and it you know you just get that appreciation for like how delicious whole foods can be again and it's been a while it's been I mean since you know I don't know. It's been months and months and months since I've just eaten whole foods and I feel great. So I, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today, I've, I've been just, I haven't been binging at night like I've been doing and even emotionally eating like I've been doing. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, I had gotten up to like, I, I, I let myself fluctuate a little bit, but I had gotten above that point where I'm comfortable with my fluctuation. So feeling much better and again, I'm not doing anything super restrictive. And this is what works for me. Like I don't have to worry about portion control. I just focus on whole foods. So, so that's worked for me. And, um, okay. So now let's get into this DST review. Cause I think 
this kind of like, I'm obviously trying to just lose a little bit of weight and just get back in control. And they brought up this topic about how, you know, so diet starts tomorrow. Sammy was back on. Sammy's not the regular host anymore. It's But she was back for, I, I pay for the su- subscription for this podcast because I love the content so much. Obviously, I always review it. But it was Aileen and Sammy. They're the two co-founders of Betches. And they brought up this topic, are people really taking Ozempic for weight loss? And they kind of talked about it as as if, uh, you know, it was this underground thing that no one was talking about and it's just bubbling up to the surface. But I had heard about Ozempic like a month ago at least. And, and it's been talked about by a few other people that I follow on social media. Um, and I was, I know, I know Jenny Hutt, that's the one I was trying to kind of find her and this other Danielle, uh, MD woman that I follow on Instagram. But, but I was psyched that, that the girls from Betches ended up covering this topic. So, so they just started out the podcast catching up. Um, you know, they're both Jewish. So, uh, they were talking about Rosh Hashanah. And Sammy, uh, her husband was traveling, so and she loves to cook. And it sounds like she's a really good cook. So she was talking about all the delicious food she had cooked, like brisket and kugel. And Aileen was like, oh, did you make the kugel by hand? And Sammy was like, oh, yeah. She's like, you know, I manipulated my mom into grating the potatoes. And, you know, but then, of course, she complained about getting tired. So I had to take over. And Aileen, like, can't get off it. Like, she's like did you really like mush the kugel by hand? And she was, she's tell, told the story about how she tried to make a noodle one and she said it turned out bad. She's like, I was mushing cream cheese into it. It was just, it was bad. And, and Sammy was like, yeah, you gotta like, you gotta like squeeze the starch out. And she's like, I'm, she's like, I don't really like the noodle kugel. She's like, I'm more into the potato kugel. And so I've never heard of this kugel, you know, food. And so I had to, I had to Google it and I had to look it up and see what they were talking about. And so, uh, Kugel is a baked, this is the definition that I looked up. It's baked pudding or casserole, most commonly made from lakshin or Jewish egg noodles or potato. And so it's an Ashkenazi Jewish dish and, um, I would love to try it. Uh, sounds, sounds good. I mean, it, the texture might be off for me, but I would like to try it. I might, I may have to go make this. I'll probably do the potato kugel because I think Sammy has similar taste buds to me. Um, so anyway, Aileen kind of shared that she didn't really do the big holiday. Um, her husband had been out camping with his brothers and she had had her, like a girl's weekend with some of her nieces. And she's just like, it was a lot. She's like, so she's like, I just kind of relaxed and had some challah with uh, apples and honey. And I guess that's very traditional. And, um, she got a lot of like texts, like from her family kind of celebrating. And so it's so kind of just caught up and then they got into the main topic, which they were talking about, you know, whether they've noticed this trend and they're like, I think there's this new trend that, that thinness is trending again. And, um, and Aileen was like, you know, I'm kind of getting this too, She's like, some stories make me not think that this is happening. She's like, it could be a backlash to like the body positivity movement. Um, she's like, but people are embracing, seem to be bra- embracing that kind of like thin lifestyle look. And she's like, but it's especially like the Kardashians. She's like, especially Kim. She's like, she's so thin. And every time I see her now, she's like thinner and thinner and thinner. 
And and I will say that I've noticed that too. Like there's been a lot of people commenting on it, how Kim Kardashian, and I don't know how all of you feel about the Kardashians. They're very polarizing. I personally really like the Kardashians. I watch their, their Instagram. I watch their show. And I just love that they are empowering. I think that they are like, they're powerful women. And I think they've helped kind of um, bring more women into power and take ownership over their bodies. So I I don't hate on the Kardashians, um, but I do understand that not a lot of people like them. I will say, you know, one of the one of the things that kind of society liked about the Kardashians, at least in the world I focus on, is that they kind of made this curvaceous look popular. So instead of like this waif thin look, the Kardashians had become famous for making like the curves more, you know, popular. And, and I think they kind of stemmed this, uh, were the beginning of this kind of movement away from like that heroin chic look. And, you know, of course, back in the day, like back when they weren't as famous, um, you know, they were a lot, they were a lot curvier. They were more natural looking. Now that they're like literally billionaires, they've obviously had a lot of work done. They've, you know, and, and now, their look is very unattainable for the majority of the population. And whereas they kind of started this kind of curvaceous movement and body acceptance in, in some ways, and the Black Lives Matter movement also forwarded that and helped that, you know, progress forward. But, um, but now the Kardashians are, you know, they're vi- like, at least Courtney and Kim, they are like, Three times, I mean, especially Courtney. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Chloe. She is super tiny, and and so so Sammy was like, well, they've always been thin. She's like, it's more when someone gets too small for their size and they get this like certain pallor. She's like, it's a marker of being like a little lower than what your body is comfortable at. And she's like, it's a certain leanness that they never had before. And she's like, I used to want to look like that. And she's like, maybe it's something that they're just doing, you know, post pandemic. And I mean, here's the thing, like, in my opinion, and when I heard this conversation, it's, they're also single, right? Like, Kim just got out of a divorce with Kanye, who's like going insane and making all these inappropriate comments. And Chloe, of course, has been through the ringer with her boyfriend or, you know, baby daddies that have like cheated on her. And, and, you know, and of course, social media has been cruel to her. She was always like the fat one or considered the fat one of the group and the ugly one of the group. And she's now had, well, I don't know if she's had the most work done, but now you know, Chloe is like in ridiculous shape and had all this work done. And I mean, she looks, she looks great. And look, I, I support anything any woman wants to do, whether you want to be au naturel and let your hair grow gray, or you want to do the filler and the Botox and, and, you know, whatever you want to do, that's what's right for you. I think the conversation about, you know, are they too thin? And Sammy thinks that they are too thin you know, <clears throat> when you're single, when you've been in bad relationships, when you've been cheated on, when you've been wronged, and in general, like if you've been in a long-term relationship, a lot of people get in the best shape of their lives. They, they're they out there. They're Sometimes they're partying more. Sometimes they're just dieting more, eating less. 
um, you know, they're not in a comfortable, happy relationship where they're going to restaurants and, and indulging themselves all the time. They're single. They're out, you know, on the prowl a little bit. And, you know, so I think that that is natural that people lose lose more weight and are, you know, they have more time to just work out and focus on their bodies. So that just comes with being single, I think. And I like I was at my lowest weight when I was single. And now I'm back at my highest <laughs> that I'm in a relationship. So there you go. Um, but she's like, Sammy was talking about like, maybe it's conflating the, this idea of health at any size, um, with that you can look healthy at any, that you can be healthy at any size. And she's like, there are negative health impacts of eating intuitively and allowing yourself to be whatever weight you want. Um, so this is interesting that she was talking about this because this is kind of the first time that Sammy has talked about there being negative attributes. Well, no, she had talked about this before that, that because she had, you know, been eating more intuitively and it, and now she's in a larger body size than she was prior to that, you know, she's been very uh, practicing a lot of self-acceptance. And she did talk about how she had gone to the doctor and gotten like her lab tests back and, and some of her levels, I, I, I don't know whether what they were specifically, like maybe cholesterol or whatever, but, but it was not good as far as just, just overall health. And so she kind of brought that up that maybe there's this backlash in society where people no longer think, and, and they're aware that, you know what, I'm I'm allowing myself to eat anything I want intuitively, and I'm gaining a lot of weight. And while I want to accept my body, I can tell that there are negative health impacts, uh, that my health is negatively impacted. So so she's that's kind of what she's getting at here. And she's like, you know, some people, the intuitive mo- movement, um, yeah, so, the, so just about the whole like a- acceptance, but also some of the negative impacts. Um, she's like... <clears throat> She's like, it, it, she's like, that happened to me. She's like, it happened to me. And she's like, and look, that's something to discuss with your doctor or RD. She's like, but there, then there are people out there who aren't pushing acceptance and neutrality. She's like, they're just quietly losing weight. And she's like, I think some former neutrality influencers are actually dieting now. She's like, I think they're doing Noom. I think they're doing Weight Watchers, but they aren't really being open and talking about it. And Aileen was like, really? She's like, who? She's like, I, I mean, I don't want to call anybody out, but like, who are you talking about? And Sam is just like, look, it just overall seems like this new trend. She's like, I'm just seeing this trend of thinness being more popular now, of people doing more weight loss stuff. And then, and, and Aileen's like, well, look, she's like, Kim Kardashian has a lot of power. And she's like, she's in her forties. She's a child of the nineties. That's when that heroin chic look was and as, as Aileen saying this, I'm like, yes, I'm like, that's what I am. Like, I am a little bit older than Kim Kardashian, so that's why I messed up in the head because I came from that same era, which is about a decade from these girls who are talking that you know we're a little bit messed up with disordered eating and this this idea that we should be this that you know society has kind of put this implant in our heads in that like this is the look you should go for, and so. You know, so Aileen's like, that was glorified then. She's like, you know, there were fat jokes. You know, that was common on TV. She was all over the media. She's like, I don't expect Kim and Chloe to be embracing body positivity. And she's like, and especially when you're in the spotlight, you know, your image is everything. You pick yourself apart. You're picked apart. And she's like, but she's like, these girls, even though they're in their 40s, she's like, they have a lot of influence over the younger generation. 
<clears throat> and I totally agree with this. Like Aileen was just totally spot on here. And, and Sammy was like, it's not just that they're thin. She's like, I think that she's like, they took their BBLs out. They, she's like, they've like decurved. And so Sammy's, what Sammy's saying here is that the Kardashians had Brazilian butt lifts. And I, I don't know that they have, like there was that whole episode on, on the Kardashians where, um, Kim like had her butt x-rayed. I don't, I don't know exactly what they've had done to their butts. I do think that they've maybe had fat taken out of their bodies and re-injected into their asses. I don't know. I mean, they've definitely worked on their asses so that they're like perfectly round with like no cellulite or maybe that's Photoshop. I don't know. But they, I mean, they've definitely done something. Sammy's suggesting that they actually had implants or something taken out of their asses to like decurve themselves. And Aileen's like, is that, has that been confirmed? She's like, cause to me, it just looks like extreme weight loss. And, and I, I agree with that. I think that's what weight loss does. Like you lose your curves, you lose your butt, you, you know, so you lose your boobs. Like that's just what happens with weight loss. And so, so Sammy was like, well, before extreme curve, she's like, before they were like all about extreme curves. And she's like, now they just want to be extremely slender. And, and Aileen's like, well, no, she's like, I still think they have their butts. She's like, if you look at the last episode of the Kardashians, like they have their asses. And again, I agree with that. Like I watch the Kardashians. I, I do think that they have their asses still and their curves. I just think that they have less curves because they've lost a lot of weight. And Sammy's like, I just need to investigate this further. And, and Aileen was like, look, she's like, there's also other very influential people out there besides the Kardashians. She's like, look at Haley Bieber. She's like, look at like now everybody is trying to get her look like this. Oh, natural, like lo no makeup, like, you know, bohemian kind of beach waves, just this beautiful model look. And she's like, you know, and Sammy's like, it's the waif look. She's like, the waif look is in. And Aileen's like, well, She's like, that is the, the look that's being promoted just because these people happen to be, you know, very famous and very influential. You know, Haley's with Justin Bieber, who, you know, everybody, when, when there's a celebrity like that, a lot of people do want to emulate them. She's like, but why are you thinking about this? She's like, I haven't thought about how this would affect me. And Sammy was just like, look, I was just chewing it over. She's like, but then my friend reached out. And she's, so she had talked about these Ozempic shots for weight loss. And she's like, all these celebrities and influencers are taking this drug called Ozempic and not talking about it. And, she, and so her friend like knew a lot of people that were taking it and just, but they weren't being honest about it. And she's like, all I know is the commercial is on all the time. Apparently, uh, CNBC plays it all the time, which is what Sammy watches all the time. And um, she's like, then I heard that diabetic people are having trouble getting their hands on it because it's technically a diabetes medication. And so there's all these shortages around the world. And it's because these people want to lose like 10 pounds. She's like, that's ridiculous. She's like, now that I've gotten wind of this, she's like, I think what we'll see is influencers that use it and slim down, but they're not going to say anything about it. And she's like, 
Um, and I guess a, her friend had sent her this picture of, of Kim Kardashian. She's like, it's, she's ridiculously thin. She's like, it's crazy. And, <clears throat> and she's like, she used to have curved. Now she looks like, like a less dimensional version of herself. She's like, I'm not trying to skinny shame. She's like, but, you know, I'm just proud of myself that I'm not looking at the thinner side of her and thinking, like, I want to be that. She's like, I used to be like that. She's like, and, like, I'm not going to go back to being that obsessive, crazy person that was trying to whittle myself down to a weight that might, that was just not natural for me. She's like, all I'm trying to do is have a sensible goal of being fit so that I can get pregnant and feel good in my pregnancy. And, and that thinner than, like, when I did see the Kardashian pictures, to me, they had that bobblehead look. Like, the, that there is a look when people have lost too much weight, and they are, like, they're, they've shrunk to the size where their head looks too big for their bodies. And, um, you know, I call it the bobblehead look. And I, I, I never want to look like that. I think that too thin is too thin. And, um, and I, I did think when I saw Kim Kardashian that, whoa, she is really tiny. And again, it's like the shrunk down version of yourself. It's like, so that's why I think 10, 20 pounds on somebody, they still look really good and, and healthy. So, um, Sammy, so, so Aileen was like, yeah, I remember an old version of myself when I would want to be that thinner version, she's like, what I know now that I've worked on myself, she's like, I can't get to that because I would actually lose a quality of life that I want. And, and Sammy's like, yeah. And she looks good on the left. It's not like the older version of herself was not thin and beautiful. She's like, it's like, we're comparing these two thin people to each other. And she's like, I just, I personally couldn't deal with the mental health issues that goes along with a restrictive lifestyle like that. And Aileen's like, yeah, but then she takes Ozempic. So it's, it's not like she's torturing herself potentially. Like you, you kind of look at that and think, oh, she must be torturing herself, but actually she's taking Ozempic, which makes it a lot easier for you. So she's like, I, and, and Aileen apparently has like a, a large doctor network. Her, her husband's a doctor. I think some of her family members are doctors. And she's like, look, I have a, I have a large doctor network. <clears throat> and she's like, the amount of people using it is insane. She's like, and Andy Cohen tweeted recently saying that like all these people are showing up 25 pounds less. She's like, but when, what about when they stop taking hashtag Ozempic? So, you know, so now it's like becoming this hot topic where it's bubbling to the surface and people are actually talking about it. And, um, and Aileen's like, yeah, it's being promoted by these companies based on the trials as a weight loss medication. She's like, and I've heard that the problem is these med spas are now selling it. And there's a lot of scams out there where these compound pharmacies are selling it off label. She's like, but I really want to know like what celebrities are taking it. And, and Sammy's like, it's a testament that, so this whole, she's like, this whole situation where people are buying this drug to like lose 10 pounds and get to this tiny version of themselves. She's like, it's a testament that anyone will take anything for weight loss. She's like, the importance of weight loss is so embedded in our culture. She's like, what about the fact that weight loss comes as a side effect of meds that doc, she's like, that weight gain comes as a side effect of meds doctors put us on to treat other things. And and, and, and so Aileen was like, the issue is that there are people out there that are just using it for weight loss instead of actually what it should be used for, which is insulin resistance. And, um, and it's interesting because, 
you know, what I kept thinking of as this discussion is happening is, okay, like I got curious, like how does Ozempic actually work? Like what are the mechanisms of action that help people lose weight? Like, is it just an appetite suppressant? And I researched it a little bit and apparently it, it, it helps like the food gets emptied from your gut, uh, uh, in a slower manner. And so it, it, it helps regulate your blood sugar. And so you, you're just less hungry. And, um, and so, so it is for diabetics so that their blood sugar is more regulated and it does, it ends up lose, helping them lose weight because their food stays with them longer and they're just not as hungry. And so, and I, but for me, as this topic kept coming up, I'm like, well, what are the side effects? Like, are there any side effects? Because that's what kept, you know, anytime I hear prescription medication, I'm like, well, like, what are the side effects to this? Because pharmaceuticals typically have pretty negative side effects. And so, so apparently the side effects, uh, you know, there are some people that just are unable to tolerate it. Um, common symptoms are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, um, but they do tend to go away after a few weeks of taking the medication. And she's like, there are some rare potential side effects like uh, pancreatitis and allergic reactions. And apparently you have to take it for a while before it starts kicking. And like, I think it said it takes like three to six months to actually on, you know, taking it regularly to start losing weight and get the benefits. So just like anything else, it sounds like something that you have to keep taking if you want to continue to get the result. And, um, and I mean, I, I personally, I mean, if I only had 10 pounds to lose, I would not want to take some, a, a drug like this because what are the long-term effects, right? Like these are the short-term effects, but look at FenFen, you know, you really never know from these trials how, what a long-term effect is going to be. And I was also curious, like how people took it, like, was, were they injecting themselves, which sounds extremely extreme. And there is a, there is one, one of the drugs you do inject. And then there's this other version under a different name that you can take as a pill. Um, and, and look, this is like, people want shortcuts. People want, and I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of it myself. You know, I've taken Xenadrine. I've taken a lot of weight loss supplements. You know, I like the fact that, you know, when I take Adderall occasionally, it takes my hunger away. Sometimes, sometimes it can increase it. Sometimes it can decrease it, but it's a nice thing when I don't want to be starving all day. Um, so, and, and if you look at, like, I obviously see my back end of all my podcasts and how successful they are and how many listeners I get. And I think my number two most popular podcast is one I did like months and months and months ago, but it's on weight loss drugs. It's on weight loss supplements and people find it and people listen to it because they're interested in it. So I, I, and again, I was fascinated by this topic, so I wanted to do it. So, so Aileen said, look, it's extreme for people who want to only lose 10 pounds. She's like, look, just love your body, you know, and trends change. I mean, this is clearly a trend and trends are stupid. You know, thin is in, curvy's in, heroin cheeks in, like trends are going to change. So you should just do you. And, and Sammy's like, well, yeah. And what, what quality of life do you sacrifice? You know, the, the way society treats you if you're overweight that's a sacrifice, she said, or not really enjoying anything without obsessing overweight. She's like, you sacrifice somewhere. Either you're thin, but you're miserable because you're obsessed about it and worried about everything that you put in your mouth, 
or society is going to treat you not as well. And so you, so either way, you're going to suffer in some way. And what's going to give you the better quality of life? She's like, I think that loving your body is bullshit. She's like, I'm not going to love shit. She's like, I don't love my body. She's like, but what I can do and what I've learned is that I can reduce the space in my brain from constantly beating myself up and constantly obsessing and thinking about my body. She's like, controlling that space in my head has helped improve the quality of my life drastically. And, and have I suffered in other ways, having gained weight? Yeah. She's like, but it's balanced. She's like, how do I want to suffer? You know, do I want to suffer from fat phobia? Do I want to be unfit? I mean, and she, and she, she said, she's like, I am trying to separate the fitness level because, you know, Sammy doesn't want to tie working out to weight loss because she knows that just for her overall health and for longevity in life and for disease prevention, that she should work out. So she's trying to separate the, the idea of, of tying weight loss and fitness together. And she's like, you know, my ability to focus my headspace on other things besides loving my body helps me to tune out that noise. And she's like, but you know, she's like, it's good to see things trend because you know, it'll come and go. She's like, this, this thin thing is just a trend. She's like, it's not going to last forever. And And Aileen talked about how she's like, I totally understand that the fitness thing. And, and I I think that's great that you're able to control that space in your head. And I agree. That's really important. She's like, my win is more about accepting reality. She's like, instead of trying to change and live, or or instead of trying to live in the future of wanting change and, and wanting that reality, she's like, my whole life, I wanted to lose weight and, and move forward, move forward, move forward. She's like, and I kept focusing on that. She's like, now I just try to eat more nutritionally. And she's like, and that does have weight loss benefits. Not that that's the goal. She's like, just eating nutritionally though. And, you know, she's like, I do have, she's like, because that, because that focus of just eating more nutritionally has naturally caused some weight loss. She's like, I do have less hip and back pain. She's like, but that's not what's driving my choice. And Sammy's like, and I think this, Side note, I think this is a, a really fascinating conversation and because it's all about how you think about healthy habits, right? And so Sammy's like the hardest switch. She's like how to pursue healthy changes and healthy habits without getting sucked into this focus of weight loss and wanting to like track everything and become obsessive. She's like, I don't want my brain to go back to those obsessive tendencies. She's like, so that's the hardest thing. She's like, over time finding ways to dissociate good habits and weight loss and that, okay, great. Weight loss is a side effect, but that's not what I want to be focused on because that's, that will damage, that's damaging to me and, and to my mentality. And so Aileen talked about, she's like, it's a side effect rather than a goal. She's like learning good habits because she's like the thought in my mind, she's like, is it should be that good habits, you create, you learn good habits in service of your health. She's like, I wrote this thing on Instagram one time where I was, you know, talking about the ingredients in this food I was going to eat. And she's like, and I was saying, I called them really healthy. And she's like, someone corrected me to say, say, you know, use the word nutritious instead of healthy. And she's like, oh my God, she's like, that was like an epiphany. She's like, that made so much sense to me. She's like, it just has more nutrients and it nourishes my body. And so 
the meaning really affects the way your brain works and and your life in really important ways. It's this thought of nourishing your body and providing sustenance to your body, you know, vitamins, fiber. It's not about eating something because it's going to make you lose weight. It's about nourishing yourself and thinking about it that way. And she's like, you're going to have better, more energy, better cognition. You'll get through your day in a better mood when you have good nutrition, when you incorporate things with more vitamins and nutrients than something that might be processed. She's like, you know, I, I could, with this thought process and this mentality, she's like, I can enjoy my pad thai. She's like, it has vegetables in it. She's like, add vegetables for food. You have more nutritious food. And she's like, so I'm able to take pleasure in that. She's like, because you can enjoy your choices and feel good about your choices without becoming obsessive and knowing that that they're nutritious versus thinking, oh, this has a lot of carbs in it. And, and, you know, it's it really is a smart way of thinking. She's like, when you position it, position it that way, she's like, there's no failure. And it takes away that obsess obsession of weight loss. And I, I think that this is such a great point. I can't remember who taught me this word nutrition nutritious i mean obviously i knew that word but to and and indulgent i probably learned it from dst just this idea of instead of instead of using terms good and bad using and and healthy and not healthy um nutritious and indulgent like those are the two words i try to use a lot a lot because they really are what i want to say like when i want to eat something that is processed and and has like a lot of sugar and flour in it, that I'm indulging myself. I'm letting myself have a mindful indulgent, indulgence. Um, and when I'm eating my salad, I'm nourishing my body. So it really is a good way to think. And and Sammy talked about how Max Lugavere, who I've talked about on this podcast, I do follow him on Instagram. I, I don't think I've, I still don't think I've done a podcast review on him. I will at some point. Um, but she said that Max Lugavere has it right with nutri- nutrients. She's like that the point of eating is to provide, you know, nutrients and energy to your body. And he leans like, well, that's one piece of it. And, and seems like, well, that's the big reason. She's like, that's what, um, you know, that's, that's what your body wants. It's, it's good to provide nutrients. And Aileen's like, well, but food is also about culture and about enjoyment and about, you know, celebrating with other people. And, and same as like, you know, the issue, the issue really is if you're saying you can only have these kind of like extremely nutrient dense meals, she's like, um, that you can't really have anything indulgent. I'm paraphrasing for what, what, what I took her to say. She's like, most meals are part of your routine. You know, you're not celebrating culture with family all the time. So like, so your body truly does want nutrients. She's like, there's just so much overlap when it comes to dieting and what's healthy. She's like, the rules of both are kind of overlapping. And she's like, at least in the messaging, it feels like. And Aileen's like, and and this is what I liked about this conversation is they were kind of disagreeing with each other and, and educating each other and really kind of analyzing their thoughts on this. And, and Aileen's like, I don't think that there really is an overlap. She's like, because like, it's of how big diet companies have manipulated things. It's that's why we think there's an overlap. It's because big diet, these companies, they they take these 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 
trends and they they tell you, oh, that's how you're supposed to lose. That's, that's what healthy means. She's like, it's only now become a big school of study. She's like, we never used to learn a lot about nutrition. She's like, we weren't taught it in school. She's like, there was never really a lot of education provided. Even doctors really didn't learn a lot about it. She's like, but big diet that came along and plugged in and said, this is what is healthy. I mean, think about the food pyramid and what we were taught when we were younger. Like that's kind of out the door now. She's like, but once you learn the factors of good nutrition, she's like, you really can empower yourself. And she's like, it might overlap with some diet rules, but that's only because again, big diet has manipulated it. She's like, things like you know, when you when you learn good nutrition, you can think about things like preventing disease and, um, you know, and things that really are important in terms of eating nutritionally. And so, and I, I was lucky to have worked for that weight loss company early where it, it wasn't about like processed packaged foods. We actually taught people to eat from all the food groups and also incorporate more protein. So, I guess I'm really lucky that I did learn that early on. And I mean, I was in the fitness and weight loss industry. So I did learn a little bit more about nutrition throughout my life than probably most people get an education on. So, but I, I do agree, you know, we where would I have learned nutrition and health and fitness and all these science-based approaches if I hadn't actually been in the industry? So, um, and Sammy's like, that's a really good way to put it. She's like, well, actually, she's like, actually, she's like the way... I'm interpreting this is when you have a good stable relationship with food, you know, these, this idea can be, uh, can be normalized and, and it can be these, these ideas can be guidelines. She's like, but when diet culture comes along, she's like, it becomes militant rules and punishment and obsession. And she's like, the punishment over time is what's dangerous. She's like, but if you have a stable relationship with food, a guideline can, you know, can just be a guideline. It can veer you back on track in a healthy way. Um, there's no major consequence. You're not beating yourself up because you just ruined everything. And, and Aileen's like, the other piece of diet culture, though, is hating yourself. Like diet culture has taught us to hate our bodies, hate ourselves, want, you know, making it, you know, the desire to change your body in some way. And she's like, and that's really what drives the obsession. She's like, if you think of it is, if you think this is the way to love yourself, um, if you think if you lose weight, right. So if you, if you're thinking of, oh, like losing weight is going to make me love myself, you know, losing weight is going to improve my life. That's where it becomes dangerous. She's like, because it's, that that's not what brings happiness into someone's life. That's not what drives, you know, you know, happiness. She's like, it's, it's, that's what's wrong with diet culture. She's like, but when, the, when in, in reality though, she's like weight loss in general could help prevent diseases if you are just in the pursuit of health. So, you know, what they're trying to do here with this discussion is segment good nutrition and health and eating nutritionally from the idea of weight loss. And I think Sammy is, Sammy's trying to untangle her mind from vacillating to the weight loss side. And, and that's what she's really, you know, just like she's trying to move more and enjoy movement and think of it as more than just 
this weight loss approach that really that that mentality I mean, your mental state truly is you know when i think about my company you know my cannabis company it's like i can think of it as like oh my god we are struggling we have few resources we are going into arbitration we could lose everything to oh i'm so fortunate i could work from home and i get to hang out with my dogs and i am controlling my destiny and i'm not working for the man i'm working for my future and again you can think doom and gloom or you can think positivity and forward forward thinking and um and winning and it's the same with you know, diet culture, weight loss, you know, if I thought about when I went into this whole foods trend that I'm trying to do now just to feel better internally, I could think of all the things I'm restricting myself from, or I could think of all the delicious whole foods that I haven't been enjoying because I've been stuffing my face with this processed food. So your mental state, your perspective, it truly, truly is everything. So I thought, you know, I thought that this dialogue between these two ladies was so good and so important. Um, and so, so Aileen said, look, if you have a stable relationship with your body and you don't think that weight loss is going to make you like it more, she's like, you may not become as obsessive. She's like, that, that, uh, that desire and what you think weight loss will bring into your life, I think that determines how susceptible you are to diet culture. She's like, you know, she's like, think of how, where we were five years ago and where we are now. She's like, we were so much more susceptible, susceptible to it back then. And now we're just not. And same as like, yeah, you have to work towards it. She's like, some people just stay. She's like, yeah, she's like, you know, some people are focused on that and having a healthier mental place about their bodies, but she's like, and some people just want to stay thin. And she's like, so, um, she's like, how, you know, and, and she's just kind of analyzing how she felt seeing Kim in this much smaller version of herself. And I think she was just, she was proud of herself for not staying in that obsessive mind state that she thinks, Oh, okay. Like she's obviously a much smaller version of herself, but I wouldn't want to torture myself to look like that. So Sammy's really proud of, of, of how far she's come with her, with her mental state and in, in thinking about these things. And he leans like, I think it comes from self-awareness, you know, time spent on earth, seeing how these trends change. Same as like, and also how you yo-yo diet. And Aileen's like, well, if you're not plugged into this kind of discussion or this way of thinking, then yo-yo dieting might be a normal way of life for you. She's like, that's our parents' generation. And it's not just her parents' generation. It's my generation, too. I mean, her parents' generation is about a decade older than than me. I'm in this, like, middle state where I'm still inundated with, with, with um, you know, kind of that waif look that they're talking about, the heroin chic era, the nineties, that's where I grew up. And this new, new body positivity movement, that's all part of social media because, you know, I am becoming more well-versed in social media. So, so I see it all. I'm kind of vacillating between the two worlds, trying to figure it all out, just like many people are. And, um, but she's like, you know, she's like, I think that there's people that think this body positivity has gone too far. I mean, that's Jenny Hutt. Like Jenny Hutt just rails against this intuitive movement where they say, eat anything. It doesn't matter what body size you are. She's like, that's not good health. And I think that they talked about this here. It's, it's, it is, there is a backlash to, 
And again, that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is because I believe in body positivity. I believe in not striving for perfectionism. Like I've never accepted myself and my imperfections more, but I also am someone that strives for, um, you know, to maintain a, a weight that I feel good at. And, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I, I do think that, um, you know, disease prevention and all the stuff that I talk about because of what I saw my dad go through, I do think that that's important. So I see all the sides of it, but I am kind of one of these people that, you know, she's kind of referring to and that I don't think wanting to lose weight is a bad thing. And I do think that the, the conversation of just eat whatever, regardless of health, is not a good one. And so, um, so I just, it's, it's interesting that it's, so this podcast is almost a year old and, you know, when I first started it, this is like, this is the conversation that I first brought up when Sammy was talking about how, you know, she put on a lot of weight, she was accepting her body at a higher weight, but her health had suffered. And so if anybody's been listening to me this entire time, um, it's just interesting how it's kind of come full circle. So, um, so Sammy kind of, uh, you know, Sammy said it's, it's, she's talking about how the body positivity movement and, and intuitive eating is also very misinterpreted and very misunderstood. She's like, and some people have taken it too far, but it's kind of gotten away from what it was supposed to be. And, and, and Aileen's like, yeah, she's like, the message has certainly become diluted. She's like, things have gone too far, but you know, that's kind of like, how they have to be in order to make any type of change. They kind of have to go to that extreme. So, so then they, you know, they, they, they kept talking about some of the uh, images that society puts through in, in media. And, um, as she started talking about that, she started talking about, I started thinking about that show physical that I don't think I've actually done a review on it. So I, I'll probably go back and maybe do that next week. Uh, there's also another Alicia McCarville episode on a podcast I want to review, but I think maybe I'll do physical because, um, you know, I haven't done a TV show in a long time and I have been meaning to watch this show. So, uh, and that's with Rose Byrne and it's, she's, um, she's like anorexic and in her head a lot. I don't know. The first episode I watched was very cringe. So we'll see if I can get through a few more, but I will do kind of a synopsis of that, uh, probably next time. So, uh, for anyone that doesn't follow me on social media, please follow me on social media at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, that just means scrolling down to the bottom, leaving some stars, uh, leaving a comment if you feel so inclined. I would appreciate it. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.